Welcome to Scaling with Disha, the show that helps online entrepreneurs to scale their business to six figures and beyond without the hustle or the overheads. I'm your host, Disha Waddup, and I'll be here each week to remind you that you can do anything you set your mind to. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Scaling with Disha. I am so excited to dive into this topic because this is something that's always blown my mind and I have had websites for years so I (laughs) cannot wait to pick apart Ross's brain and I'm going to tell you who he is right now. So Ross Dunn is the leading authority in marketing your website. Since 1997 Ross has been professionally navigating the online world creating visibility, traction and conversations using his signature seven-step process. Ross's full focus is on getting Google to know, like, and trust your website, specializing in serving small and medium-sized businesses. Ross has become known as a leader in marketing and growing your online business. Welcome, Ross, to Scaling with Deesha. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Yay. So tell me more about your story. How did this become a thing? Where did it all start? Uh, I'm not sure if this is normal, but it, it, it seems like it is. It just came out of nowhere. I luck. There's luck. There's always luck involved. I, I started out um, wanting to start an adventure business. I went to adventure tourism business management school and all this stuff and worked as a, I was working as a whale watching skipper. And uh, the company, which was only a few years old at that time, wanted a website and I was dabbling in that. So I'm like, sure, I'll do a website for you. And then inevitably found out that okay, now it needs to be found. The, the, you know, the, the classic thing. I thought, well, let's do it. And I jumped into it and I kind of had a knack for it. Found out that at that time, back in 97, that was pretty darn simple to do. You know, InfoSeq was out there and you, you, could, you could upload changes to your site, submit it to InfoSeq, refresh InfoSeq and see the result. I was yeah. like, okay, wow. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> Those days are long gone. Um, and designers were popping up right, left and center. So I thought, you know what, I'm not really a great designer, but I can do this marketing thing. And, and I, I liked marketing in school. So I, I just jumped in. And after that, um, I, I got a, a top ranking for, uh, at that time, I, I worked in the gam- like gambling industry, whatever it was, I was young, I was like, I'm trying anything. And I got a number one ranking for poker, which I didn't realize what that would do. They all talk, it seems, because I got tons of business then. And it just kind of exploded. I, I worked for Time Inc. in New York. Um, did sp- I taught Sports Illustrated, People Magazine, all these guys in-house how to do SEO. And that was wild. I'm, I'm in a small town. So being taken to New York and <laughs> teaching and, oh, my God, it was nuts. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I was, I, I've been written up and and in uh, different magazines and stuff just from doing interviews all these things my first interview or sorry for interview first uh speech was my in front of the board of time inc wow that was <laughs> nerves <Yeah. laughs> what a way to cut my teeth um and then i started doing these others and i got a podcast which i've had since 2009 which 400 some odd episodes and and it's just it's amazing how I mean, that, that is over 25 years now, but it's incredible how things just sort of happen. And if you let it take you on that ride, how it can be such a, a beautiful thing. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm really lucky. So what is it that 
helped you now? Like you've said about when you started out, it was super easy, right? To get on Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh-huh. I know everybody's listening is like, damn, I wish that was the case now. <laughs> <laughs> we all know it's not that easy right now. So no. tell us how that has evolved over time and how you kept up with those changes as things have evolved. Well, I, I think it's, it's, it would be different if I started now, but I mean, over this time, I grew up with Google. I mean, Google hadn't even started when I started. So when it did start, it was like, who's what the hell's Google? What's that name? It's still like, it's one of those words. You're like, what the? now, of course it's everything, but yeah. um, we, we learned how to market. It was very simple at the beginning, but then it got harder. I was like, wow, this guy's, these guys are really working at it. And we start to learn that. And you had to, you got sucked in. And just like, you know, now Google says to do something, you do it. Yeah. Um, and we were pulled in. It's like a black hole. And uh, I had clients that were with my longest client was 21 years. And over that time, he, he, yeah, you got to keep them ranking. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. you learn pretty quickly. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I guess. And it, it sounds simple in that sense. And it really is. I, I'm, I'm no genius. I just pulled it myself into this and just had to keep these guys going to keep the food at the table. And I lucked out in that way. Again, if I was doing it now, um, I think it'd be hard to navigate all the garbage out there. Yeah. There's a lot of fake news part of the, 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 the slogan, but uh, old news. There's tons yeah. of people spouting old stuff all the time. And it really messes people up. I mean, it's great uh, job security for me. I mean, they get messed up and they have to come to someone who knows what they're doing and we fix it. But uh, it is a shame. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. So I want to touch on your story before we dive into yeah. how people can get on Google, because I can't wait to get into that bit. But what was it that really helped you scale your business and get, get out there and you know get in front of timing? Not being afraid of of putting myself out there, uh, which I was, I, I actually have an anxiety, uh, uh issue. Uh, what, I don't complex. I don't know what you call it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I get anxious all the time and I really didn't like to be in the public eye. And, but I was a bit of an adrenaline. I've always been a bit of an adrenaline junkie. And I thought, you know what? Things are boring. I want to try something new. Oh my God, that's scary. And then I try one and then I go, that was kind of fun. And I started doing writing. And I was writing for a lot of places and they're like, oh, this is good. This is good stuff. Let's put this out. And I got published in a lot of places and I built my authority. And, and over that time, people were looking for trust. They wanted to trust someone. Yeah. And between that and, and these great referrals from clients, you, you can't go wrong when you're really treating people kindly in the way you'd want to be treated and delivering on results because you know they're putting money in that they don't necessarily have a lot of yeah um it's it's funny and you read all these books about success and it's kind of doesn't have to be that complicated just do your best and deliver and that's how i try and live it and it's it's so simple it works it really does yeah it's it's funny because i i tell people all the time just be a nice human like yeah. it's, it's not hard. And I, and I see people on online all the time trying to be this person or this, this illusion that they think they've created. And I did it when I first started out as well. Like I, I wanted to work with wellness entrepreneurs. So I thought I had to be the epitome of wellness and couldn't show that I actually, you know, 
eat takeaway and drink wine because yeah. that would that would be terrible <laughs> and i was like uh-huh. wait a minute i like a glass of wine and a takeaway and there's this massive disconnect between who i'm trying to be online and the real version of me if you like and i was like as soon as it just started to be me and a nice human and connecting with people it all comes together right you just have to be a nice person <laughs> you have to genuinely like people yeah i mean it's hard to sometimes these days <laughs> genuinely like people and just just be there for them and and I, I like stories i want to be there and get to know their stories this is why i still do the sales i still do the free strategy call on our site and people think what why how do you have time I'm like i i don't care it's, i need it yeah it's part of my fun i get to learn more about new people and it may not lead to business but it's 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 part of the passion and uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, I love people. And I think that comes out when you're a business owner, if you don't love people. <laughs> um, yeah. if, you're just if, there for the money. It's pretty clear pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how did you, uh, you talked about getting, writing stuff on other people's websites and building that no love and trust factor. Mm-hmm. How did that work for you to bring, did that bring people back to your website? How did that come about? Yeah, it, it, it did actually. Uh, people go, wow, this this guy seems to know what he's talking about. They go to the website and then that was the converting part. You know, we had to make sure there was something there that really spoke to them. And I've been struggling with that the whole time. You know, you're always second guessing yourself, but apparently it was good enough that they would come through and they sent up to our newsletter, which at the time we were doing weekly and hardcore, like this is huge. I had every staff member writing. I, I can't believe I did that. Anyway, now we barely write at all because I'm doing the podcast, but um, yeah. yeah, anyway, we were really churning out good quality content back then. And, and uh, I look back, I'm proud of it, but it was, I, I still can't believe we did it. <laughs> so yeah, they, they would go there and they would, I guess, just see that authority without any doubt. And yeah. people want to be, there can't be like, I've got a thing up here says uh, uh, the brain hates uncertainty. Yeah. And love you know, that marketing isn't certainty ever, but the closer you can get to it, the better. And being as up to date as possible and making it clear you are, that you know what you're talking about. It's between that and being a person that they want to work with, that kind of all comes together. Yeah. It makes a massive difference to to be a person that people trust and Mm. build that authority is is huge and I, I talk about that on, on social media all the time like people need to focus on building that authority piece as well as everything else that they're trying to do as well so yeah. talk me through a marketing concept of getting on top of google like how do we do that <laughs> and i know that's a huge question teach me how do you get on the top on the on number one of google i want to know everything right now all right <laughs> okay uh, all right um so we we've just put this together it's very fresh in fact i've even changed the name on a few of these already but the seven we're calling it the step four seven step process i'm trying to make this not so gobbledygooky because i'm good at that i always make things too complicated so anyway yeah it is a process um because it's not just tweaking your pages anymore. Back in the day, I could tweak your page and get a ranking. It was that simple. Now, Google's made it more complex. To its credit, it's made the internet a lot harder to show up in. 
unless you know what you're doing. I like yeah. that. Um, I, some days I don't. <laughs> Generally, I like it. Um, so we start off with intelligence gathering. We need to know why reinvent the wheel. Why, why reinvent the wheel? Why? You know, how is your competitors? How are they doing? I can't speak. How are competitors getting there? And we want to look at a few of them that we know are succeeding, not the ones you guess. You know, we have to look and see that they got lots of visibility. And we just dismantling their marketing. We're, we're looking at every aspect of that. We're looking at your own website. What's, you know, if you already have one, what's, what's going on there? What's, why isn't it, how it hasn't it been succeeding? And then we put a, a strategy together because there is a planning. Yeah, it's not the business plan. Um, I don't believe in going that crazy, but it's got to be something. It's like writing content or doing social media. You have to have a kind of a plan, some intention. Yeah. So after that, we do what we call the optimization boost. So we're, we're going into your website and we're looking at all the different topics and targets within your site. And we're making sure that those are so clear that when Google does digest what you have in your content, it goes, oh, oh these guys are about this. Huh. Oh, this says they're about this too. And this, and this, and this, 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 this. and they're wow. Okay. These guys are obviously about this, <laughs> whatever it may be. And you know, you just, there's just no question. It could be different topics, but they all have a combination of theme. Google is a semantic search engine. It understands these themes. It can pull them together and make it, make it a lot of sense to them. And then it starts to show you a little more, but does it get you to the top? No, uh, that's authority building. Now, authority, you know, you just mentioned is so important. And this is how you prove to Google that you've earned the right to rank, right? That is so important. You can't just jump that. You have to prove it. And I love that because there was garbage getting to the top before. And yeah. it still does happen, but it's, it is a lot harder to, to fake it. Um, and we want to ensure that whatever you're putting out there, in terms of content, in terms of your visibility, uh, or sorry, your your persona, um, is authoritative. You know, if if you really are willing to commit, and that's the thing, whatever you're going to do, commit to it. If you're going to do a podcast, commit to it. If you're going to do um, a writing, make sure that whatever you write is exceptional. Yeah. You know, don't just copy what other people do and whatever. Uh, no, if you're going to copy someone copy the concept. Like that's a great article. Look how many shares it got. We call those authority building plans. We put together this list of pages or articles that have done really well for other people in your market and go, Hey, look, let's up one up them, or here's a better idea. And then just kill it and make it so that when people do go to that page, they're this, Whoa, I'm sharing this, or this is bookmarked. That is authority building Partly. I mean, you've got the social media component, but I'm jumping all over the place here. So number three is actually, so I've done intelligence gathering, number one, optimization boost, number two, three is ad empowerment. You know, ads are important, but not every ad, not every platform, you know, budgets are hugely important. You know, do you have just a little bit? Well, let's put it where we are very certain it's going to do something for you. Not all these different places to scatter it. Um, and we can help you pick those. Um, then the four, it's already building. Uh, and five is the social outreach playbook. Yeah. You're very familiar with. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's really picking that platform, that place that actually has some merit and isn't just going to be a waste of your time. They're okay. I, I hear this all the time and I'm going to fess up. I find social media painful. 
<laughs> I hear it all the time when I'm a social media coach. Yeah. So, don't so, worry. <laughs> so when I said to my clients, they're like, yes. <laughs> and then, I, you know, we immediately are on the same level because it is, but it's a necessary thing. You know, you have to be out there. Um, not everyone, but most. And if you're going to do it again, commit to it. But yeah. let's find out which platform's the best. And it's just like a budget. Which one can you afford to spend your time on? Or if you don't have much time, pick this one. Start with this one. Yeah. Okay. Um, six is the success tracking dashboard. Oh my God, people need to see what's working. You yes, know? absolutely. Uh, I love, I'm a bit of a geek and I love metrics and numbers and diving into like Google Analytics. I'm like, oh, what's this little oh, wormhole I've gone into? Oh, whatever. And then... <laughs> Three hours later, I'm like, oh, that was a waste of three hours. I've just looked at loads of numbers, <laughs> dived totally. into landing pages, and I'm like, it wasn't necessary to do right now. Yeah, the hot jars and all these things. Ooh, they look, people looked here. People looked there. Yeah, but what are you getting out of that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I have done that, and the, the hot jar is, is terrible for that. Like, why, why is somebody looking at this bit and not that bit? And then I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then I dive into <laughs> I dive into a whole realm of things that I don't need to be messing with. I had a client ask me literally on Friday, should I jump into this? Should I try this? Like, Go ahead, knock your sauce off, try it. I did it. I never used it. Like yeah. I never used the data. I thought it was so cool, but <laughs> yeah. know, it doesn't work as a vacuum. If you're a marketing person, you're working 24 seven on one client, you're in-house. Yeah, that stuff can be valuable because you get the holistic view, but if you're not, then don't. Yeah, I, no. <laughs> I agree. There are so many of my clients come to me and like, which, what should I be tracking? What metric should I be tracking? Should I have my eyes on this and this and this and this? And I'm like, no, because that's not your full-time job. And yeah. <laughs> you're going to give yourself a headache and so oh. much to do. And 90% of it won't be relevant. So no. Yeah, your eyes just start slowly blur. It's like, whoa, this is so much info. Yeah. And then you feel giddy and then you're like, what did I get out of that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you, you, I think a lot of business owners get caught up in the metrics and looking, and especially those that have come out of corporate around finding those uh, metrics that they think they should need because they've come from a corporate background. They're like, so-and-so needed these metrics because he wanted them on the desk at 5 p.m. on a Friday just because power trip um and, and you have to deliver those so when they become their own business they're like i've still got to deliver those metrics or i got to look at them for some reason i don't know why but i used to have to look at them so surely i have to look at them now and they really don't matter as much as people think they do you're you're muted darn it you have to wonder do those people actually look at those I mean, I know I've got an assistant and she's incredible. She, I ask her to do something. She does it. And it's like the next day, I'm like, damn it. That was fast. All right. Put it on the stack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. And I've got the stack and I'm like, oh man, I feel bad now, but yeah, it's great. It's done. It is, but it's the same. They must have a stack anyway. Yeah. Digressing. Yeah. <laughs> so tell tracking. me about the, your success tracking and what is that? How is that different? You know what it's, and, and thankfully Google's offered Google data studio, um, it's not perfect, but it is there and it allows you to, with some expense in connectors, they're called pulling in data from all the different places you're doing your marketing and putting it into one dashboard. And wow, that has been amazing. 
it's a place that we can go and look at with the client, walk through, give them a link. They can go to it, look at it live. It's going to be a bit much for them, but we walk through it and go, Hey, look, this is what's going on. This is where your money's going. This is what's coming out. And it's transparent. Yeah. <sighs> There's just so much that's not these days. And granted, I struggle with making what's transparent make sense. <laughs> yep. So much data. <laughs> and every single client, it's just, there's, there's simply no way to find a pro proof strategy to make things make sense because every single client has different ideas of what things mean, perceptions of what you're saying. It's, it's incredible. You, know, you need to like, you're a linguist, I, I swear. I, I don't know what it is, but I'm learning that. I'll never stop learning how to talk to each client because everyone's so different. But at least we're doing this. I feel good about this. And um, uh, over the years, we didn't have that. We were just trying to explain to them and show them some numbers, like these are how many leads we're giving you. But it was a bit airy-fairy. At least this way, there's data. Yeah. 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 And, and that's important. So can no everybody guessing. access that Google Data Studio? You got it. Yep. Oh, it's nice. free to everyone. And, uh, and for your own, in, in terms of the client, they just have a link. They can just bookmark and go, bam, to go to it any day they want and look at the numbers and then it's going on. That can be a double-edged sword for us, but because things change, you know, yeah. <laughs> but they also go back. Yeah, anyway, that's up and down all the time. And the last one is the results accelerator. And this is where the inevitable comes in. We got to keep doing this. You don't just do it once. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. There's too many competitors out there who are doing it all the time and know what they're doing and need to, you need to keep on top of it. So we're then applying most of what we just talked about on a monthly basis and really kicking butt and making sure that those leads keep growing or at the very least staying steady if it's already a swamp, uh, you know, uh, a flood. Yes. Yeah. I, that makes it sound so simple to do, right? Good. But... <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not. So, no. <laughs> so it tell us, right. We've got the, so we have a Google data studio. We've looked at our competitors. We've know we need to do some work. What would be our first step as not as an entrepreneur who's thinking, okay, I need to make some railroads into this. What can they go and do now? Is there a specific platforms they should be using? Is there specific things they should be doing? As a business owner now that's then, okay, I know I need to do all of those seven steps, but what can I do first <laughs> as my first right. micro step in the right direction? Now, I'm, I'm, I'm always guilty of overthinking, so I'm trying to, but I'm, <laughs> so I'm both thinking and trying to go, no, no, not so much. Um, <laughs> okay, I would, I would say that, you know, my first thing is I love tools, so I'm trying not to say go to this tool because none of them are cheap. Yeah. Um, I mean, for what you get out of them, they aren't bad. I mean, for example, my favorite is SEMrush. S-E-M-Rush is how you would type it in. And the reason I like it is it kind of has everything. Uh, it doesn't do everything perfectly. But, you know, if you had to invest, say, 100 bucks a month into something, you're going to get quite a bit out of that. And yeah. is that a lot for marketing? No, no, not for the intelligence you get. And, you know, what you can do is you can plunk in a competitor's website and find out what they're ranking for, um, approximately how much authority they have. I guess it's, it's just an algorithm. It's not the holy grail, but it gives you something. And what uh, kind of content's really doing well for them. There's a ton of data. And again, you'll get a bit of the data paralyzation, 
But if you just look at, like, say, the keywords they're, they're going for and go, oh, or at least ranking for it, go, I didn't even think of that one. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe that's something to consider. Um, you can look at what they're doing for paid ads. Wow, I didn't even think of doing that one either. It's so simple. Like, start with the simple stuff and don't get sucked in. It is going to be a lot of data and you're going to want to, you know, oh, this is so fun and you have, have some fun, <laughs> but just take out those first few grains of, of, of truce you found, or at least see, seeming truce and test them and, and, you know, enhance your paid advertising with a few more words and see whether or not those are converting, um, create some content around those keywords that you've, you've see they're ranking for and try and get some visibility for them. Simple things like that. Um, yeah, it's not, nothing's easy. It's going to take a bit of work, but Google does reward you for providing more value. And if you can provide more value and make sure it's found, then you're good. Make sure it's found is code for uh, ensuring that there's links in your site to the content. If it's content, um, you know, if it's a podcast, making sure that it's well disseminated and that you perhaps have some guests on that you know are big ticket people. If you can get them, maybe just because you know them personally, they'll give you a favor and do it. Um, and also ensuring that in social media, you're sharing them where possible, not salesy, but where you can say, hey, you know what? I have an article that might help you out, something like that, you know? Yes. And SEM Rush has a free trial period as well, doesn't yes. it? Because I have tried that before too. So if you want to go and experiment for a few days I can't remember what the number of days it was but I know that I've played around with it on the free version um before so definitely go and do that if you don't want to go and pay full price for it just yet go and play and see the immense amount of data that it has because it is incredible. I had, I know I've dived into that for hours as well. I'm like, Oh my God. And then I get distracted. Um, yeah, it's really cool to look at, um, even just plunking in competitors and just one like one after another, you'll see the, their history and you'll see the, the little dips and ups and downs. And sometimes you'll see a woof just going straight up and you're like, Oh, what are they doing? Yeah. And that's it. You want to see those and you want to dig into that. And it can be amazing. Some of the, the insights you get. Yeah. So is there a particular websites that people should have or not have? Like, I know that some of my clients will be like, oh, I have a, a Wix website or a WordPress website or, you know, Squarespace or whatever new platforms there are nowadays. Um, is there anything that you're like, you definitely shouldn't have that or you should probably have this? There used to be. Wix has certainly made some major mistakes in the past, um, being blocked by Google at one point and wow. everyone dropped out, but they have successfully reinvigorated themselves by working their butt off because that was some bad, yeah. <laughs> some bad juju they got in there. Anyway, so, but they've, yeah, so they've turned things around. I don't love working with their sites from an SEO standpoint. It's, it's better, but it's still not my preference. Uh, Squarespace would probably be the best of all of them. Um, if you were going to go with something like that, uh, and I say something like that, meaning one of these sites where you just pay and it's drag and drop and pretty yeah. simple, um, and very low maintenance. My favorite is WordPress. Uh, we, we do web design for WordPress only for clients that are going to be doing marketing with us. Um, cause we don't want to be a design studio, but we will do it. We've got a great team. Um, and the reason I like it is it's so flexible. 
well, we can do anything with it. I mean, I can design a plugin and enhance it and create this whole new thing for it that doesn't exist. Yeah. You can't do that with these other platforms. They're, lo- they're understandably locked down to make it simple to use. There's a, there's a trade-off, right? Yeah. Um, no, I, when it comes to those kind of platforms, don't, I, I, I personally disguise, I, I hate Jubla and Drupal and those, they're way too over complicated. I'm sure there's a need in some areas, but just no .NET, no for platforms. Um, cause there's so much inherent cost there. Uh, and if you want to go custom coded, have the big bucks in a full <laughs> programming group to run it, that you're going to be paying 200 bucks per change, you know, and yeah. I mean, on one word. Wow. <laughs> it's just yeah. Too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if somebody was going to come to you and say, okay, help us out, we need to get on the front page of Google. What does that look like in terms of time frames? Like how long hmm. are they looking at? Because that's going to make a massive difference, obviously, to their bottom line if they can get on the first page of Google tomorrow um, or, or in six months' time. Like, what does that time frame look like for you to optimize everything and get them up there? I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good one that I, I i get that so often and and, and understandably um especially when people are coming to me and saying oh yeah you know, i'll invest that but when will i get results I'm like, well okay <laughs> so if we're working together you're listening and following through which i wish was such a commonality i didn't have to say that but yeah it's not um we get phenomenal results within say a few months like three to six again it depends on how competitive your market is your realist your 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 expectations oh my god expectation every business right has to worry about client expectations they're just so astronomically different from person to person so we really try and i make mistakes still where i forget to do this but okay so what do you really really expect from our service are you expecting to increase business 50 percent or 300 fold or what it's got to be reasonable you know it's it's going to take time if you go by what Google says, they say a company of my size or well, any kind of agency cannot promise, well, we can't promise anything, but yeah. shouldn't be um, suggesting that results come with anything less than eight months. Wow. Um, that's a bit overkill. I mean, we see results within a couple of months to six months. Um, six being the really competitive, we start to see some real movement. Um, but for the really competitive, it can take a year to get something that's going to be solid. And I mean, really competitive, the kind of stuff that's going to make you a lot of money and it's hardcore, a lot of work. The average site though, three to six months, you're going to start seeing uh, significant improvement. And if your business model is good, solid business. Yeah. And I think the, the realistic thing is they don't have to be number one to see a massive no. increase in profits and, and leads in your business. you to get on the first page is pretty awesome. And I know when I worked in a marketing agency, we had a specific client that was so set. They had to be number one on Google for several different keywords. And every time it dropped down, like it was like they lost their heads. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's like, what? No. Doesn't make that much difference. <laughs> yeah. In our industry, like the higher echelon guys, the guys that have been in the business as long as I have, most of them are are a whole nother level. They they do enterprise level. I don't really love that. I like being. I like to make a difference. Yeah. In a small business, you can really change their lives, which is really cool. Um, but you know, in their case, uh, they don't even provide 
ranking reports anymore. They say, no, 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 I'm not going to show you a ranking report. It's just going to confuse you and frustrate you. Look how many leads we're getting you. It's about <laughs> yeah. the leads. Don't care about all this stuff. Do you want business? We're getting it to you. Yeah. My and bill is in the mail. <laughs> yeah, that's the bottom line, right? It's that yeah. as long as you're increasing business, it doesn't really matter if you're number one or number three on the no. list, as long as the leads are coming in, which is. Yeah. Which, yeah. And that's why our dashboard, our first page is leads. Yeah. And I kind of want to just have that there only. I've been told to do that by other uh, coaches. And that's another thing from a business growth perspective. I was only me for 23 years, 20, no, 22 years. I mean, I had a staff, I have a staff and I always had a great staff and I asked them questions and lean on them a lot, but I didn't really have a coach. Holy hell. I got coaches and granted it hasn't been an easy ride finding the best ones, but I've got great ones now. I don't know how I survived without them. It's incredible, isn't it? Having somebody on your team that is just thinks differently makes all the difference. Yeah. We tried and true practices and, and yeah, I mean, you can't read the label when you're inside the bottle. Really? You can't, I can't market myself. I need someone else to help me. It's so weird. Yeah. How do I market myself? I'm telling them, I'm like, Oh God, how am I talking (laughs) like this? Like, (laughs) this is so wrong. (laughs) Yeah. But it happens all the time when you are stuck inside your business, you cannot see outside of it. Like, And we have our blinkers on and that's it. Like, And it tends to be, we're very focused on whatever it is that we're doing. And, and one of the reasons that I started this, this podcast was to see other avenues that people can use for scaling and other things that they should have on their, mm-hmm. on their, even if they have a main focus right now, like on the periphery vision, they should be like, okay, like Ross seems cool. I should definitely be looking at him for SEO and web marketing at some point in the future and being like, okay, that's on my roadmap for later this year, next year, whenever it is, I'm going to take my blinkers off for a second and <laughs> listen to this dude because he seems to know what he's talking about and then put that on the on the vision board for some point in the future. Right. And yeah. I think that comes down to listening and getting outside of the comfort zone and, and hearing what other people have to say. And then be like, oh, there is another avenue apart from my own of what I've been doing to reach a new audience. Which it's is- like getting new staff, how, much, how invigorating it is to get a new insight if you're listening. Yeah. That's the key. You have to be listening, but I've got some great staff now and I'm just so proud of them. And sometimes I get, I just get stuck. And then I, I, I go, wait a sec. Didn't, didn't Nihirika say this the other day? Yeah. Oh my God, she did. Why didn't I hear that? Wow. That, yeah. that's great. And you just, uh, the injections of freshness, we get stuck. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So with working with you, if somebody was going to say, okay, right. Yeah. I need your help. We need to get on Google. Do you need to redo their whole website or can you work with whatever they've got built at the moment? Um, or does it need like a total overhaul tweak? I, I, one of our, our love hate phrases in my industry is it depends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it's always going to depend. I mean, it, uh, I'd like to say that most of the time we work with, with sites forgiven, but we will. If we have to, we will, um, but I'll always give a caveat and like, okay, there's some issues though, you know, yeah, um, most sites aren't developed. They're mostly developed as brochures. They're not really developed to convert. And 
we have to jump in and try to, to hone it into something that will actually convert. And it's not simple. It's not simple at all. And sometimes it's too much. I'm like, well, you know, by the time we end up whittling this into something that will actually look like something that we want, you might just have spent the same amount of money or the time. What you just said there is spot on. Like a lot of websites that I see specifically in the online space and anybody coming from social media, they are primarily brochures because they don't need to convert cold traffic because a lot of people have come from a warm traffic environment where they have uh, connected with them on social media or they have, you know, had a conversation. So they're going to their website just to do the research and look at the, the things. Whereas what you're building, especially from a, from a Google perspective, is converting that cold traffic. So instead of having that brochure where you're sending warm leads, you really need to make sure that it's optimizing, right? And that, and that they are converting from a cold perspective too. Whereas I think a lot of people haven't even thought about that. And I know no. my website isn't specifically optimized for cold traffic because a lot of the traffic I send there is warm leads. And when you've just said that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be converting any cold traffic from mine. I've had two or three calls from Google who booked yeah. discovery calls with me. And I was like, oh my God, like, I've so <laughs> how did excited. you find me? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, You're awesome. I'm on Google. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's in six years of being in business. <laughs> so three yeah. calls. Um, but I know that my website is, is not optimized for cold traffic. And I think that there, what you said is key. If you are looking to get that cold traffic, you really need to work on the website converting rather than it just being a brochure for your warm deeds. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't have to be all that cold too. I mean, they could be coming from something they saw on social media or something and that's kind of barely it's tepid, Yeah, <laughs> but they're coming there and they, they're like, they're willing to listen and they go there. And if you don't really, if you're just blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> and there's no links to, you know, book a free strategy call now, or here's a download. You know, if you, I realize you're not ready to make the decision, don't give me a call. You know, it's like, all right, I'm not ready for a date, but we can go, let's have a coffee. You know, (laughs) in this case, here's a download. This talks more about what I think you're interested in. And then they read it and they're like, wow, this guy's speaking to me. This lady's speaking to me. This is really what I want to hear. And I, all right, I'll take the next step. Let's have a free strategy call. This is no threat, right? That's the way, you know, just have those two options minimum of just the soft and a little bit harder approach. And again, no pressure ever. Just, oh God, I hate pressured sales. I feel like slimy. It's gross. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I literally just just wrote a post about um, that mentality recently around the, the hard sell that is so often pushed by coaches still as well. And I feel like car salesmen, like back in the nineties where they were like, yes, you must buy now. And I just think nowadays it's just not like that. Nobody wants to buy it, buy in that manner. So definitely the soft sell, the downloads, the freebies, and then the discovery calls, the, the connect calls, whatever you want to call them. However, you're, you're discussing those like, that absolutely is amazing. We've covered so much. <laughs> um, is there anything 
that you came to say today that you didn't get a chance to say that you think everybody should know? Oh, whoa. I think I've covered most of it. I'm going to feel silly later and go, darn it. I should have said this, but I can't remember <laughs> any of it right now. I think, yeah, that's a lot already. And just let that percolate is think about what would be said. And, and, you know, a good company is trying to help you, not trying to take you. And my industry is awful for that. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> There's just so many <laughs> crap companies out there, but it isn't too hard to tell them apart. Yeah. You know, um, which ones have reviews, which ones have video reviews. There's a standoff thing that you don't see that very often. And it's pretty easy to tell which ones are good ones or fake ones. And, you know, does it look super polished? Does that person look like they really shouldn't have done a video review? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are the authentic ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just do some homework, look after yourself and that, that value, that, that money you've put away, especially after COVID or during COVID, it's so tight and hard these days. Inflation's up, all these things. Every dollar is counting more and more and more. Yeah. Um, and also, I would say that one of my pet peeves is telling a company and saying, well, we won't even talk to you unless you're spending at least 5000 a month. No, 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 no. You know, I, I, I hope I never get to that point. I mean, I guess companies could get there if they're so busy, they just don't care that that they just don't have interest in smaller businesses. Yeah. I don't want to be there. I want to, I want to be that person who can say, all right, well, let's just have a few consulting calls and I'll help you through navigate things. And that's fun. And, and build that trust. You know, you've built a little authority to get them to you. Well now build that authority one-on-one -on -one and that trust. And I don't know, that's my, that's how I like to work. I'm rambling though. <laughs> Yay. So you, we're going to drop the link down below for people to book a strategy session with you. What nice. does that look like for them? Yeah, it's, it's no pressure, 20 minute call where, you know, you just tell me what's up, uh, what you're looking for. Uh, if I can throw some great ideas your way, I will. If it seems like you really need help right now, of course, um, I can help possibly. Sometimes I can't. Uh, it's, is it a good fit too? That's a question. Um, we both have to be able to work together. So yes. it's very much a discovery. And uh, if you just have a few questions, you know, throw my way. And, and if I can help, I will. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really, really appreciate it. I've got so thank much you. out of today's session. So I'm sure all of our listeners will as well. So thank you so much. And everybody listening, make sure that you hit the subscribe button, leave us a review and come and join us next week for another session of Scaling with Disha. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I really hope that you genuinely learned something from today's episode. If you found this episode useful, then please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. I personally read each and every one. Until next time, bye.